Hi, and welcome to Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. We love your comments. If you haven't listened to us before, we are Two Sober Chicks. We just get together and talk about recovery and all things spiritual journey. We don't represent any fellowship, any group, any organization. These are our own thoughts and feelings, and we welcome you to join us either just by listening or sending us an email at twosoberchicks at gmail.com, and you can also find us across social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, also at Two Sober Chicks. Yeah. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a listen, and give us a little bit of your time. We try to keep these two under 20 minutes, um, but you never know what might happen. Sometimes they're shorter, sometimes they're a little bit longer. But thanks a lot for joining us for today's ride mm-hmm. and today's topic. We haven't done this in a while. so Since the ORC. We have a lot of topics that are coming up. We sure do. And uh, we don't know what we're going to do. First of all, um, we were both at our, we go to the same home group. As Julie said, we're members of Alcoholics Anonymous, although we don't speak on behalf of AA. This is just our experience. So we were both at the same home group last night. Mm -hmm. And I know what I'm going to jump in with. Discussion meeting versus 12-step meeting. Do you know the difference? Oh, I like that. I like that. So have you heard this? Have you heard this uh, saying before? So I've been to, as you have been as well, been to many closed meetings. And so I've been to some 12 steps, some discussions, some big book, you know, we have an as Bill sees it room. So are you talking about the difference between what that would sound like? I'm talking about, um, my, my theory, my belief, and there is a definite difference between a discussion meeting and a 12 step discussion meeting or a 12 step meeting. And for me, I, I've noticed it a lot in meetings where you get a lot of people who maybe are new to AA, but they've just come out of the treatment centers mm-hmm. where they were doing all kinds of therapies and analysis and uh, different discussions about their thoughts and their feelings. And versus that, versus coming to AA and having us talk about the solution. So I find mm. that oftentimes what I'm seeing lately in the so-called discussion meetings, instead of people talking about solutions, I'm hearing a lot of problems. Oh, I don't like that. So it's a lot of people sharing uh, about, you know, the shitty things that happen in day-to-day life. And uh, I think it's really important as members of Alcoholics Anonymous to remind the newcomers that this is supposed to be about hope. Yeah. And it's supposed to be about the solution. So, and that's why it's so vital to have a sponsor because your sponsor would educate you about that. Or, you know, my sponsor would tell me to just sit there and be quiet for the first little while because I really didn't have anything to say. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I've got lots to say. Mm -hmm. Nothing anybody wants to hear right now, Lisa. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) why don't you wait until you get the the psychic change, the spiritual growth, and then you can start sharing. Right. Instead of just sharing about the pain. Um, Yeah. So that's what I mean by the difference between a discussion meeting where we just sit there and talk about our problems. Who's that helping? Yeah, it's okay to talk about what you're going through and your problem, but Mm -hmm. if you don't attach a solution to the end or how you can approach it or how your perspective is different now because of the program, then that's just therapy. Yeah. Like we're here, like you said, for the solution. So I can share about what's going on and then apply the solution. Because I've been in those meetings where it's someone bitching about their husband or their job or their kids and then they finish their share and you're like, okay. And you know, it's not that we're not going to be gracious, 
but they, it, it, in my experience, there's a difference between someone that comes to meetings all the time and one day is just having such a bad day, they can't get out of it, they just lay it down. Mm-hmm. And the, the people that you get used to that use the rooms as a therapist's chair. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. A woe is me session. Yeah, that's not what we're about. Yeah. So, um, like I've shared on situations where I was uh, applying for a job and then I didn't get the job. Mm -hmm. And then what did I do to help me get through that? Um, Or, you know, a loved one. You break up with somebody. That's a pretty shitty thing for anybody to go through. But when I shared about it in the past in a room, I always made sure I had taken the problem to my sponsor first. Then we had discussed what the solution was, which, by the way, I found in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. There is an answer that helps me with every aspect of my life, and that's called the 12 steps. I apply the 12 steps to the problems that life has handed me. Yeah. And that's my solution. That's how I get through. So I will talk about, um, you know, letting go and letting God or admitting powerlessness, powerlessness, (laughs) powerlessnessness something like that. I will admit that I'm powerless over, uh, not just alcohol, but the behavior of other people. And so then my solution is letting go, accepting things as they are, or focusing on what's my part or what can I change about this situation? Yeah. Can't change somebody else, but I can change how I, how I behave. Um, my friend Deb, we were in a, a meeting last night and she said, uh, you know, she has her gunslingers. She called us fellowship people and she was going through a difficult situation and I was one of the people she called and she said and Lisa was my gunslinger she came in with six shooters blazing and she said what are you still doing there get the hell out she was in a difficult family situation and that was my answer why are you still there yeah maybe it's time to just cut line and bail like get out of there for yourself protect yourself sanity Mm-hmm. sanity first. Um, so we share our experience in those meetings. And hopefully when you go to a meeting, if you're going to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous or Al-Anon, because yep. I've heard this from a lot of people, oh, I tried Al-Anon and I didn't like it because it was a bunch of people sitting around complaining. Then you rent to the wrong Al-Anon meeting or you heard them on a bad day. And if every alcoholic said, oh, I didn't like Al- Alcoholics Anonymous... <laughs> Yeah, well, we've all said that, but we kept going because we needed to, to, in order to, you know, have our lives saved. Just keep going or find a different group. Maybe it's the group. Yeah. You want to go and you want to hear a message of hope and recovery. And the people who are delivering that are usually the people who have gone through the 12 steps. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason in the meeting that we read the book on a closed meeting. Like we're not reading a particular step or a piece of the book for no reason. We're reading it so we can comment on the step we're reading, comment on the passage we're reading as it applies to our recovery, not as it applies to how much we hate that person or how shitty our life is. We're supposed to tie in that reading to our share or else it would be a free for all. Yep. So... It's just a matter of, and you know what, I understand in, in early sobriety and new recovery, this is why you have to surround yourself with people that are more, um, have been in recovery longer. Right. You need, you may not be aware of that's what it is. So either, this might be a shock to somebody listening that's like, oh, I never really realized that before. That's okay. Yeah. We all come in cloudy. There's a reason we repeat stuff all the time. We had a listener 
um, send an email asking, is it normal that I learn stuff in a meeting or in the rooms and it's so good and then I go live my life, I forget about it, then I come back to a meeting and go, oh yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's why we have to keep coming back. Yeah. Because we won't remember it sometimes. There are times when I can't recite all 12 steps and you would think that after this many years I'd be able to recite all 12 steps uh, verbatim ad nauseum. But there are times when I just blank out. So, uh, and you know, I think we just answered another question too from somebody. Why do um, people with 10, 15, 30 years of sobriety continue hmm. to go to AA meetings? And it's about an act of service. Um, our program is based on recovery. It's based on service and it's based on unity. So um, in order to recover, we rely on those who've gone before us. They teach us that. Yeah. They teach us how to give back and to do service. And um, if you, you know, if you don't sponsor people, maybe the time you have is the time you can put your butt in a chair and share a piece of, you know, here's a piece of the solution that I've applied to my life in relation to a recent problem or situation. That's also service. Mm-hmm. Sharing a message of hope is an act of service. Setting up chairs, pouring coffee, an act of service. But people, you know... 30 years in, we still need the the same recovery that the newcomer does. We still need the fellowship. We still need to do service. Yeah. Um, that's how you get that and keep that humility. So hopefully that answers the question for somebody who wanted to know, why is it you still go? Because <laughs> we still be crazy. Because <laughs> we still have egos and we still have our addiction. Mm-hmm. And so we need to keep going. Yeah. We need the reminder. It pops up. Yeah. It's like working out, right? Can't keep your six back. Or your biceps if you just go to the gym once a month. Yeah. Or so, you go for a year and you get jacked and then you stop. Yeah. It's the same principle applied to recovery. You can't be spiritually fit if you're not going to a meeting on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And not just a meeting. If you're not doing the work. I can go to meetings all I want. But if I don't work those steps, I'm in big trouble. Yes. Because it'll just be another nice meeting where I... I'm around awesome people listening to a great speaker versus my life is still on the rails or it's off. Yeah. That's why that saying, uh, I've heard people say meeting makers make it. Well, Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily true because I've seen some really angry, disgruntled people who are just sober and going to meetings. (laughs) Yeah. You have to do the steps and then take that action and apply it to your everyday life. Yeah. Every day. 12 steps every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, 12 months of the year. Okay, so that's our that's our first uh, little off the cuff discussion. Mm-hmm. It's good to have you back. How do you like this setup in the kitchen? It's very nice. I mean, in our studio, <laughs> <laughs> we're facing each other, which is nice. So nice. Yeah, it's been so awkward in this uh, small condo that I live in. Um, we were trying to do it in this other room, and we'd have to hold our mics on our lap, and so hopefully the sound quality will be a little bit better. Something I'm always struggling with. As a non-professional podcaster. We'll have our studio one day. One day. Mm -hmm. We have lilies today after uh, Easter. Mm -hmm. Um, We still have a few minutes left. Do you want to talk about, there was a question about, has um, Julie's going to seminary? She studied. Thank God you're off for a little while so I can have some time with you again. One week. It's all about me. I start Hebrew on Monday for all summer long. Yeah. Mondays and Thursdays actually, but it'll be nighttime. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Gosh, you're so busy. So has this changed your relationship with God? Was that the, uh, was that the question? Yeah. I think that's a whole podcast to itself. That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> okay. 
So, all right, let's well, talk about that in the next one. Okay. Any little short ones or somebody wanted us to say hi to their girlfriend. Was it Simone? The girl's name was Simone. Her name is Simone. Yes. Yeah. So hi, Simone. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Your sweet boyfriend uh, sent us an email and um, for your privacy sake, we didn't want to just reach out to you. So if you want to talk to us, we're asking you to please send us an email at the number two sober chicks at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you, Simone, or anybody who listens to the podcast, especially if you have a question about sobriety, about recovery, um, how it's worked for us or anything specific to your own current recovery, uh, or you want a topic you want to hear us discuss. Yeah. You can DM us on um, our Instagram page at Two Sober Chicks. I always feel weird saying that. Look at you with the DL on the DM. Slide in our DMs, please. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It always feels sort of like salacious when I say that, like DM me. I don't know if it's like because it's kind of similar to DP or I don't know. It just feels gross to me a little bit. I don't even know what DP is and I'm not going to I don't either. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we are two sober chicks, although sometimes it's hard to tell because we're so much fun. (laughs) Too much fun to handle. Mm. Thanks a lot for joining us. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.